Hello, everyone, and welcome on in to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we're coming at y'all early this week. And y'all know, every time we come at y'all early, that means we have something special. And this week is no different. And I'm so excited. Like, I'm like smiling while I'm talking. I'm like, I can't stop smiling. So this week, we have one of our former teachers who is now a educator, a professor, a doctor. A lot has changed since the last time we've seen her. Yes. She is Dr. Archer. I'm so happy that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing. <laughs> because, and listen, if you are, if you're, you know, went to high school with us and you're thinking, who is Dr. Archer? Is who used to be Miss Neal. <laughs> formerly, Hello, the artist formerly known as <laughs> Miss Neal. Yes, yes, the one that would say, what? You better get it together. Exactly. <laughs> you were the teacher that everyone secretly wanted to hang out with on the weekends. We like, I know she had good cookouts. <laughs> you guys said that on the I podcast. I know she had good cookouts. Yep. I was in PPA paying a uh, parking <laughs> ticket, and I'm listening, and then you guys gave me a t- we know what kind of barbecues Mrs. Neal is having. I said, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, she definitely have like the best flavor coolers. Yeah. She definitely got unlimited chairs mm-hmm. for, the, um, for the cookout. Mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. Mixed drinks. But at the same time, I think that's what we all want to be. We want to be that person who's fun, but who's super educated, who's yeah. super driven, yeah. who has like the natural hair flourishing, <laughs> who no matter how old, how much older we get, we don't lose track of, you know, just kind of like the the principles that we had when we were younger and like mm-hmm. kind of stand on board with like how life changes. Because I feel like some people, they like, they get a certain age and they just stop learning. They stop caring about what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. talking about my mom right now. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to my own mother. <laughs> it's like a, my family, there's a joke in my family. I'm like a forever student. I've been in school forever just because I just love learning. So No, absolutely. So, all right. You, now you are Delir Archer with a EDD, a doctor of education. So just drop your social media for our people because they after this, they're going to definitely want to follow you on Instagram. Okay, so my Instagram is three times a charm, and that comes from my line name because I'm a Delta. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Hello. The best Hello. colors. Hello. <laughs> Crimson and green. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's my Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but I'm... Yeah, I'm not gonna put that out there because that's just really for family and exactly, friends. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so just and I am on LinkedIn too. The <laughs> Lee Archer. All right. Okay. So oh, yeah, y'all want some I'll career, some real career stuff? I think we're already uh, connected. Yeah, I think we are. Mm-hmm. Huh? I think yeah. Yeah, you probably are. you just yes. don't go on LinkedIn. I don't go on LinkedIn. <laughs> I check my LinkedIn every single day, like my bank account. I'm obsessed <laughs> to see who's watching me. Yes, I do too. I say, oh, I have some more. Problems. Oh, wow. Me okay, too. that's nice. <laughs> yeah, you you want uh, LinkedIn a lot, um, Eric. Wow, you're on a mic today, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I finally got it. Yeah, finally wow, got it. all of my learners. I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, we all went to high school together, so. Uh, Dr. Archer got Eric on the mic while your right. influence. And Sabria was in my <laughs> advisory, so yes, you know, I was Asia over here. Yes, Asia. I was, and but I was we was North, North America. America. Yeah. Okay. But I was always coming to y'all advisory. Yeah. Sorry, but we were together for all four years. Yep. And just to give y'all in some background, um, in high school, our advisories were set up in continents, so it was seven, and there, you know, they were Asia, we were North America. Yeah. The, which was the most boring the name, you know? It was. But we were the best advisory. <laughs> Sorry. But I always I used to come that. over to y'all. I, I don't know. You're really admitting to Dr. Archer right now that you used to skip her advisory and come to ours. It's okay. <laughs> I, I would just do what 
I want it. That's that's right. Retro, retroactively punish you. That's, no, it's all right. <laughs> Let's just talk about your background a little bit, what you're doing now, and, you know, what's going on with you, your credentials, all that. So I have a lot of things that I do. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I wear a lot of hats. I'm a mom. Um, educator, professor, board member, CEO, the list can go on and on. I think even when I was working with you guys in the school of the future, I always had a number of things on my plate. Right. As a single parent, because I was a teen mom, so when I had my daughter at 18, I had Mm. to go to school, I had to work. I still believed in working in the community, so I always had a number of things on my plate. So I just never stopped. It's just a part of who I am. Okay, and right now uh, you are also a professor, you were telling us. Yeah, so I'm an educator and I teach in public education, Mm -hmm. but I also adjunct at Lincoln University in the master's degree program for special education. Nice, and Lincoln is an HBCU, right? Yes. So how's that? So it's interesting because I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution. Me too. (laughs) So I went to Drexel University. uh, Well, I first started off at community Mm because, again, I was a teen mom, so I couldn't go right to a four-year school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to take baby steps, take a class here and then a class there because childcare, just mm-hmm. being able to have the time and manage a newborn can be really difficult. Yeah. So when I first had my daughter, I, again, I was a senior in high school. I was nine months pregnant when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So oh. I took classes in the fall, but I only took one. Right. So that way I could only be out for a few hours. It's easier to get someone to watch a couple-month-old baby for yeah, a few yeah, hours yeah. every other day than to be able to find and put her in daycare because I didn't want to do that. Oh, and so then, yeah, I don't like daycare. It, yeah, I was a little, even as a young person, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. And so then I just took baby steps. And then the next semester, I took two classes mm-hmm. and the next, until I was full-time. And then by then, she was like two or three. Mm-hmm, so okay. I was good. So I went to CCP, and then I went to Drexel. And it was really a different change. So being able to be in an HBCU, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. I wish I would have had the opportunity to go. Same. Um, just yeah, me too. just to be able to that. have those connections. Because I hear some of my line sisters and friends and say, hey, do you want to go homecoming? And I'm like, well, I don't have a homecoming. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I have a homecoming, but it's going to be insane white people flipping over cars and I'm just like listen no. I'm not here for that like I, I just the police gonna lock you up yep I'm, I was I was just sitting there and I'm like you were involved yep <laughs> so yeah so mm-hmm. it's I love it it's great um so I I really appreciate it and I've been doing that for a couple of years now okay great so what attracted you to education you were saying for a while that you kind of had this thirst to learn and to be in a classroom what kicked that off I first thought maybe I have a lot of family members who are in the medical field. So mm-hmm. as a teenager, I volunteered at like Bryn Mawr Hospital mm-hmm. and worked in the NICU and worked in different other departments. And I said, oh, okay, I can do this until one day I walked in and one of the ladies that I would come and fill her water, I said, oh, where's Miss such and such? Can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, she's not here. I said, well, is she in testing? Did she go home? And they're like, no, she died. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, wow, I cannot deal with that. Right. That was, like, too and much so for okay me. that's okay to admit, because I don't think I could. Yeah, and my mom, she works um, at Presby, and, like, she'll go in somebody's room. She's like, oh, yeah, the man that I was working with yesterday passed away. Uh-uh. And I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that. And then hospitals are funky. I have like a really sensitive uh, sense of yep, smell. That's how you mind. I <laughs> smell the blood. Yes. People go, you can't smell the blood. Yes, you can. I smell the yes, blood as soon as I walk I'm in. I'm like a like bloodhound. I can smell everything. And you know what? In addition to that, I smell you trying to cover the blood mm-hmm. with Clorox. And <laughs> yeah. it's not working. Yeah. I smell the blood. I, I smell the diseases and the germs. <laughs> yep. Same. Yes. I smell everything. I do so too. I get you. So I, get sick. I said, you know what? I cannot be in here. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling that I felt when I was caring for people, right. but I didn't like the environment. That's like so I fair. couldn't stay in the environment. So I said, okay, that's not going to work for me. So then again, as a teenager, I said, well, how else can I help? And so someone said, well, why don't you think about law? So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I interned for a lawyer. Mm. Well, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, wow, okay, I like what they do, but then I also didn't want to kiss someone's ass Um, until I can get to the point where I needed to. Mm -hmm. I just had a little bit too much, I don't know what you want. I was a little too rough around the edges and just a little too, eh, you're not going to tell me what to do. Uh, (laughs) As a young person, so I said, okay, that's not going to work because I'm not going to get far because my attitude Mm -hmm. is going to get in the way (laughs) of me being able to progress. Who knows that about yourself? So I said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. So then I was in college and then we had to, they asked for tutors to come and help at a local school. So I went to tutor and I said, oh, I can do this. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. And that's how I fell into education. Very nice. And you were helping. And I guess that also speaks to the importance of internships, kind of like getting out there, trying mm-hmm. things. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt the exact same way from interning. I'm like, wow, who knew public relations was so much writing? All you see is PR executives like looking cute on TV, running around from event to event. Yes, Samantha Jones. You never see her oh, write anything. Lord have uh, mercy. Uh, the research. Yeah. <laughs> you just see her having sex and going to parties. Hello, yes. the research and the writing and the grammar, like... And the analytics. Nobody talks about the headaches. Mm-mm-mm. And being on the edge because your client is flying uh, off the handles. And they don't have no budget. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when did you know that you wanted to get a PhD? Because your education, like you said, the has... EDD. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right, Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. Your EDD. She yes. just explains to us the difference what between a PhD and an EDD. But when did you know you wanted to kind of take it a step further? So it's kind of like in... You have to know your field. So mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to go further, and I knew that I wanted to have a larger reach. So I knew my first step was inside the classroom, but I knew I wouldn't always stay inside the classroom. Right. What that would look like, I still was, I wasn't sure early on. Mm-hmm. But when speaking to mentors and hearing and looking at the organization of education at the state and local and federal level, all of the individuals that were in charge had a doctorate degree. Right. Mm-hmm. So because I saw that, I knew that that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition, being a black female, you know, you have to be twice as good, Hello. work yes. twice as hard, mm-hmm. and have twice as much as someone else yes. Always. in order to get the same. Mm-hmm. So I needed to make sure that I had credentials to back me up. So I have oh, an yep. associate's degree, I have a bachelor's degree, I have three master's degrees, and I have a doctorate degree. Right. <laughs> And people will still be like, okay, so tell me why you're qualified. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. like, um, I run the circles around you. My colleagues and I were talking about individuals that are in, uh, who started out with us and who went on to do other things. And we're like, and they only have a bachelor's or a master's degree. <laughs> and here you have qualified minorities who have 10 times as much experience 
and degrees? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no, not you. Oh, my God. It's like, what do I have to do besides know someone or be white? Like, mm-hmm. what do I have to Is do? Is that because some of them don't even go to school, period. They no. don't even have, like, an associate's degree. Right. And, like, obviously... You know, a degree is not everything, but it's 100% something. Mm-hmm. And to have as many as you have, it ha- it, without you even opening your mouth, it kind of shows I put this time and this work in. I can't get yes. this. I can't buy this. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, it does cost money. But it does. I, a, couple of, a couple were free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, hit, hit uh, Dr. Archer up if you want to know more <laughs> about how to get that free, them free papers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, all right. I was expensive. <laughs> oh, I still have a, a nice little bill. <laughs> it's like another mortgage, yeah. <laughs> really, which is why I have to have one, one job. I, same. Yeah. So, same. It's good to know that that will never go away, though. <laughs> it's just, it'll just elevate. Seriously, yes. you leave them all and you go to a college. <laughs> I would prefer that. Um, let's talk about how motherhood, marriage, and other life events impacted your career and education journey. Because as you said, this wasn't a straight through thing for you you were a teen mom uh you got married you started out in the classroom in high school and you kind of just elevated so yeah so I think uh teen parenthood was the thing that really guided who I was and where where I was going to go um it impacted me because I didn't really have that supposed carefree young adult life Mm -hmm. so I had to sacrifice a lot and I got through it, but it was hard. Yeah. And even as an adult in my 40, as my young 43-year-old self, okay. um, mm-hmm. I still struggle with the fact that there are things that I didn't get to experience. And mm-hmm. there are like little voids in yeah. my life that when I think back and I reflect, I'm like, Dad, I didn't get to do that. And yeah. I wish I would have done mm-hmm. that. And there's still some yearnings to want to do that. So I, that's kind of makes you understand how when you're at this age where you see people have like midlife crises mm-hmm. is because they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I didn't get to do this. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that kind of, that kind of like impacts you. But when I was younger and when I was in school, I had a, I would not have been able to make it if I did not have friends and family mm-hmm. that were my core. Mm. Like, I went to school during the day. I would work at night. I would have friends that would say, hey, let me, if I needed to study for a midterm or a final, mm-hmm. my best friend, Paulette, my ride or die, she's my wife. That's my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she knows, I love you, Paulette. Um, <laughs> she knows that I would not have been able to get through undergrad without her. Yes. If it wasn't for her, I would not have been able to do it. There were plenty of days where I would call her and say, your guy baby's at the door. <laughs> And because I, I had to study, I would mm-hmm. have a, I would have a final, or I would have something that mm-hmm. I said, "Listen, I cannot," or I just needed a break. Yeah, because parenthood is difficult. Children take more than they give when they're young. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so that it's so, not easy. It, yeah, the payback. It's like. The payback kind of takes a while. I started them being really cute. Like you're like, okay. Yes, and my baby was adorable. Yes, Karina was a she was a blessed child. I love her, and mm-hmm. she was great as a kid for a teenage mom. Like I say, she was a godsend because she slept late. <laughs> she didn't really do a lot of tantrums. She at the at her beginning, she was self independent. She always seemed very easygoing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was she was a very even killed child. And people were like, oh my goodness, she's so well behaved. And it's not like I did very much. It's just that she God knew you needed that. <laughs> what I needed because if God gave me my middle baby, Dalia, 
<laughs> in the what? beginning. Um, now you know that one that was running around I she the was ILC. The yes. yes, but she no, was I, around. I've seen her <laughs> action. Okay. She's so cute. But she's adorable, you know yeah. but she's a handful. She would yeah. knock down all the books in the ILC, See, I didn't run see around. That. But yeah, because like I, I, I turn my back when a kid is cute and they do something wrong. I'm like, she didn't mean it. But as like when I was that age, I used to be scared of kids like that because I'm like, they can just run all over me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be near her because I feel like she, she can would just, bully you. Yeah. You're a teenager, you ten years old enough. Because she would look at you with those eyes and be like, can I have a, your candy, please? Absolutely. It's okay. Yes. I can have a candy. Thank you. <laughs> and she would just, and she, I, but because she's definitely put me, she's 13 now. Oh, mm. that's so mm. crazy. Ooh. I can't believe she's 13. Yes, she's 13. Yes. Wow. In eighth grade. Oh, yes. my gosh. I know. That little one that used to be all around. And what's funny is because I would carry her around with me everywhere. Like, when we started working at the School of the Future before it opened, mm -hmm. you know they had us in meetings. I would have her playpen, my laptop, <laughs> and she would be at 440, and we would just get to working because this is, this is what I had to do. But, Even though I was married, most of the, a lot of times I felt like a single parent because mm -hmm. my partner really didn't understand what being a parent was. And it's not to his... It's mm. not it's not a negative that he mm. had never been a parent before. Uh, and so when you're new to parenthood, mm, you yeah. learn on a job. There's no book out there to tell you how to nope. be a parent. So it was it was but, tough. But to that point, I feel like why is it that the women have to always kind of bear that, you know, for the most part? I feel mm -hmm. like we are always the one who get that hidden responsibility and make it like, I didn't know what it was like to be a parent. I'm like, I feel like we don't get that choice to ever say, like, you were a first-time parent with your first child, but you didn't get a chance to put that responsibility on anyone else because you didn't have to. Again, not, nothing personal towards well, your yeah, uh, no. uh, yeah, uh, former partner. And my daughter's but, father, he... He was there, but mm -hmm. then he did he did what he thought he needed to do to in order to take care of her, and he enrolled in the he enlisted right. in the army. Mm -hmm. So he was gone because mm -hmm. of he his career. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. So no, and I just feel like it happens to us all the time. But you know, School of Future didn't do a lot of great things. You know, they they messed <laughs> a lot of things up. But it's really great that they did allow your child to come in, and I I I felt like that was so normal seeing yeah. her and you. There yeah, because if we were going to get the work done, mm -hmm. I said if you want me to be here and get the work done, you have to be flexible. Yeah. So yeah. she wasn't there during the school day, but mm -hmm. when we were there in the evenings mm -hmm. and on the weekends, yeah. she was there because, listen, I'm a mom, and but I believe in our, I believe in what we're doing, so I'm going to put in the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also need to make sure that my child sees me, because okay. that's mm -hmm. equally important. If we're working that's for children, yep. yeah. and we're saying we need to do this for kids, well, I have a kid too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go put her on someone else. Like, exactly. We have to take care of our own kids and, and I the felt kids like, of the community. I felt like for me, seeing that, I, that made me like more like I felt more comfortable with you because I'm like, okay, she actually really likes kids. She's not <laughs> doing it for a check and she understands how children operate because mm -hmm. you are around. Because I feel like with a lot of... They were so cold. Yeah, a lot of teachers, I'm like... I don't, why are you even do this? Well, you know doing for a check? Absolutely. And looking back on it and seeing how hard it is to get a job sometimes, yeah. I look back on other teachers, I'm like, that poor thing. They didn't want to be there. They just needed <laughs> to pay their rent. They needed to pay I their love, bills. I love kids. That's why I had wanted yeah. to do the after school thing. And like, I wanted to do something meaningful. Like you said, and like, even me, cause like, I had kids come to me like crying in the middle of the day and stuff like that and other teachers looking stupid. They ain't know how to handle it. It's like, um, I'm like, um, Earth the brain. Yeah, hug 
fucking hug them. Yeah. I know it's not in our contract. We're not supposed to. But listen, we people, yeah. you better hug that kid. Exactly. And Period. so you have to you have to realize what, especially when you're thinking about if you're going to go into a career in education, you have to know and try out, mm-hmm. which is why when you're in undergrad and mm-hmm. they tell you to go tutor or have all of these different on-site opportunities, mm-hmm. it's a way for you to say and try something mm-hmm. out before you go out to go get a job. So yeah. in undergrad, I realized that elementary school was not for me. I did my student teaching in elementary school. I did tutoring in elementary school, and they just want to touch you too much, and I don't <laughs> want to be touched. Um, and again, because I smell everything, they they don't brush their teeth. <laughs> They're farting. It's just a problem. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Yeah, I taught elementary. See, I feel more comfortable at elementary school. (laughs) I feel comfortable elementary school probably because, like, teenagers, I feel like I'm the same height as them. (laughs) I dress like them, and I feel like they would try to be, like, too. Because I did. Yeah, because I did work with teenagers before, and they was, like, trying to find us on Instagram, cussing around me and stuff like that. And I didn't know how to handle that because my job, their rules was just so annoying. It's like, basically, you just show up and you stare. Like, not... Because I like being a mentor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't do my job if I'm not, like, stepping in, mentoring this, like, kid and telling them, like, you know, this is wrong. You know, I'm going to be up front with you. Like, they didn't want us to do that. So that's why I didn't really... I didn't like that. Yeah, I love working with uh, high schoolers Mm -hmm. because you under... And that's the other thing. You understood the words that came out of my mouth. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to repeat them. You see the look on my face. Exactly. And if you can't Context read this clues. nonverbal gesture, I'm going to let you know what it is. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> today is not the day. Yeah, you, know, I didn't you know I used to say, today is not the day. You can play with me if you want, but today is not the not day. Not a lot of people tried you, though. <laughs> no, I no. know I didn't. I was like, um, well, I, I know who not. I know I might have, like, because I would come to y'all advisory first, and then I would come to mine. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still checking. I'm still checking, but I'm not trying. I'm I'm not trying. A lot of people did not try you, and I think it was like it was to the point where when people did, other people would be like, "Hey, don't talk to her like that." Yeah, because yeah. I remember somebody in my class. Uh, I remember um a stu- I'm, I'm not gonna say her name, but a tall, thin student um named again with the A. Okay. She um <laughs> she <laughs> she tried you, and I, I in my move. mind, oh that I, day. oh I remember that day. And, yeah. <laughs> And she, like, I think she put her hands on you. And in my head, I just was sinking back, like, oh, my God. This you is not like you got good. the crazy hands. I'm like, this is not going to be good. Why you look she like your this? family would come meet people. Because I'm like, out of all the teachers to try, why did she try I this think I girl? heard about that. That was Fred and, through and the floor. And she saw what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Because I was like. <laughs> you put your you hands on somebody. Because you was not wrong. And I, cha- and I channeled that, too. Wait, I had to cover what happened? Because I had to break up a, I had to break up a fight. Sabria, and, um, huh? what happened? <laughs> I just know it was tussling. <laughs> It was You're not gonna put, I had to protect myself. She had to protect yeah. herself. I felt like I she, was in she put, danger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she put, the student put her hands. Put her don't hands touch around. me. I don't touch you. Don't touch me. Yeah. We're going to come outside this room. And I thought, <laughs> I was like, whoo. I'm like, this is ghetto. Because really, I channeled that when um, 
is two students fighting in the summer camp and what this little boy right, trying to get up on me and I'm like I know my contract says that I'm not supposed to they want us to call the coordinators but where the coordinators at the coordinators in the office under the air conditioner eating a on the shade room on the shade room so I'm like gripping this kid up and I'm like and he's trying to put his hands on me and I'm like oh no it's not gonna go down like that it's called it's, safety restraints you can safely yeah. restrain a yeah. student exactly yeah. I'm not gonna be getting slapped up on I, I read the papers yeah, yeah. Y'all not going to take my clearances. <laughs> exactly, because I don't abuse anybody, not at all. No, but, but she, she I have to protect myself, and we're going to make wrong. sure that we don't do that again. Yeah. I was like, not, not And that she one. didn't try that again. No, she didn't. <laughs> and nobody else. I think that was mm. the only <laughs> I can't wait to hear the name once we off the mic. But it was, but you know what? And that once it was over, it was over. Like, I don't yeah, hold, I didn't hold any animosity. So when you guys talk about resentment, it's about knowing that who you can, who you really feel like you need to work with. Yeah. yeah. I know that I she needed appreciate. to be work. She needed to be worked with. That, <laughs> that she, she did. She's doing good now, though. Yeah, but, That's good. Oh, I can't wait. I can't and, wait. And it's interesting to... because some people, you need to know your tolerance level. Mm-hmm. Like, I know with the little kids... All of that stuff that would bother the inside of who I am. Mm. The smells, the touching, the runny nose. Mm. Germy germs. Yes, I just, I can't. That visual just just makes my skin crawl. (laughs) Even with my own children. (laughs) My son will be like, hi. I'm like, you did not brush your teeth. Back it on up. I'm going to need you to go in the bathroom. And brush your teeth, Handle and then you that. can come back and say hello because you're Yeah, they sick. do smell. They do. And you're like, okay, okay. Yes, yes, please, please. Because <laughs> I can't. I can't. You, did you shower? Did, do you have deodorant? Please Handle take that. care of that. Please do that. <laughs> and my kids know. They'll tell you. I'll tell them in a heartbeat. You stink. So <laughs> we're running out of time, but I do want to ask this last question because I know a few of our listeners, um, they're like in grad school and probably going um, beyond. So what is your advice to anyone currently going through um, grad school or a doctorate program or thinking about just returning back to school, whether it's for, you know, grad school or just returning back to undergrad? So if they haven't gone to school at all and they're thinking about going to school for Mm -hmm. an undergraduate degree, make sure that the career that you're looking for is actually going to value that degree. Because there are a lot of careers out here now that say, listen, I value your experience, I value your knowledge, and not a degree. Because we know that the cost of education continues to rise every year. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and what it's doing right now, it's pushing the limits for individuals to be able to afford it. And again, it's a way in where we are saying who can and who cannot be educated. Mm. And we're pushing that agenda because the cost of education is getting higher. Mm. And it's really hard to afford. So if your parents weren't um, saving for school for you or they are paying for school, about the ability to get loans to cover all of the costs of school... It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And especially if you don't go to a state school, if you go yeah. to a private school. Yeah, I went to a private school. I, the cost, I couldn't do a private yeah, school. I just couldn't. The costs yeah. are exorbitant, and it makes no sense. So I would say make sure that you want to look at the career and that they're going to value it. See if you can get it for free. Like There are a lot of programs that are out there. When I was in 
when I first came out of college there, the alternative programs in Philadelphia were on a rise. And so the programs that I worked with, they said, hey, if you come and work with these quote unquote bad kids, we'll pay for you to go to school. And I said, bet, I can do that. Um, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm already bad myself. So it's okay. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. But I'd then, rather work with those kids, to be yeah. honest. And then make sure it fits your lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. Find a program that's going to work for your lifestyle because you don't want to be stressed. Mm. When I got my doctorate degree, it was a hybrid program. It was half face-to-face, half online. Oh, nice. So that way, every time I wasn't somewhere every single week, although it was like every Tuesday for from 4 to 10 mm-hmm. for three years. <laughs> but it was okay. It worked for me. Right. And I did everything on a Tuesday. And my whole family knew that on Tuesday... Leave me alone. You don't see me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll see you in the morning when you guys go to school, but you won't see me when you go to bed because I'll be at work. I'll be working on my education. Mm-hmm. Right. So just make sure that it fits for you and what you want to do and that you can say, I can weigh out the cost because it's going to, you're going to have to pay back that loan at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how can you do it so that way you can still have a life? You still have to be able to live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I love that. Thank you so much. And again, if anyone has any questions that we uh, didn't cover on the show or if they want to know more, they can definitely hit you up on social. We'll give that again at the end of the show. So we're moving on into tea time now. All right. And you, you're familiar with the show. You've yes, been listening for a long yes. time. So you know this is yes. the part where we get since, messy. Since day one. Yes. Since day one, which I was shook when you told us that. Like, I was literally shook to my core. So, you know, we get real messy at this point. And we're going to talk about Naomi Campbell throwing major shade at uh, both Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Yes. And a little bit of Kendall Jenner, too. So in case you were wondering what side Naomi Campbell um is with this Cardi B, Nicki Minaj beef, she ain't on either side. She said, um, she sat down with, who was it, Andy Cohen? Yeah, Andy Cohen. She sat down and watch with, what happens. And watch what happens. And he asked her um if she went to the icon party. Um, and she said, No, it was called the icon party, but there were no icons there. And she says, I'm not going to say it because I told it to Corinne Rotfield to her face. So I don't think it's something I can't say. Kate Moss and I were at home on the couch watching TV. We were watching <laughs> you. So they were like, while this party was going on, I felt like the most iconic place to be was in my own home. <laughs> she's a bad bitch. I don't and, know. Oh my God, she looks amazing, too. Like, yes. And Black her, crack. Exactly. And her and Kate Moss are both iconic models. I, that's what I'm they saying. They created being a supermodel. Her living room was more iconic <laughs> than that party. She's like, you can add as many people as you want to, but I'm not coming so to a party. So that's that on that. That's that on I, that. Now I feel like I can't be on nobody's side. Yeah. Naomi Campbell said, y'all, I, and, all, y'all trash. All y'all trash. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with admitting that I'm like, Naomi Campbell can sway me like this. Yep. <laughs> She, um, she uh, Naomi Campbell said that she was disappointed though. She said, "I don't want to see women of color fight. I don't want to see women fight. Period. Not there. Not not that. It's all music. There's no division in music. Music is for everybody. There's no discrimination. So I felt pretty disappointed. How did you feel about that? The Cardi B and Nicki Minaj situation. Me? Well, Archer? I thought. Well, so I was think when I was listening to you guys before, I thought, and I was listening to some other podcasts too about the situation." And it's just about the setting. It's about when we talk about when, how you act in certain settings, that code switching. Like, you can have your personality and who you are, mm-hmm. but when you're out in a particular place, there's a certain decorum that you should follow. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they didn't follow it, knowing that this is where you are, you can still be who you are. Well, but Cardi still, didn't follow it. Nick yeah. followed it. Well, yeah, you still <laughs> yeah. have to be 
You still have to have graces about yourself. Right. She can't and, cold switch, Cardi B. And know. that's what the issue yeah, is. So, she will never be able to. <laughs> so I I said, wow, this is good entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that that's all we should all take away from it is that it was good entertainment. But I do kind of want them to like reconcile just because I feel like it's a shame good music could be made. Like I I was just we were just listening to uh Lil Wayne's new project. What is that? Mixtape or album? Album. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen to his new album. And I heard like him and Kendrick Lamar on the track. I'm like, oh, man, wow, that's interesting. Men for the most it was interesting. <laughs> but um it was very I, yeah, I like that track. I you like it. Yeah. Voice Maybe it's too Kendrick early. Lamar I didn't sound possessed yet. to me in that in that uh, he always he sounds possessed often and usually in some I of like tracks. it, but that time it did scare me. So I was like, oh, yeah, it was like well. a story to it too. Oh, I that, like that, that sound freaky. Therapy just flipping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next we're going to talk about how Rihanna's home has been burglarized for the second time within months. I didn't know it was burglarized the first time. Neither did I. I heard about it. So apparently the first time her house got burglarized, the guy spent 12 hours inside of her mansion. So he was like waiting for her to come home and the assistant caught him instead. Excuse me, what are you going to say when she gets home? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think she'll be happy to see your stranger well, you know, ass? Everybody want Riri. <laughs> I want it too. Like, I get it, but you really can't just. My thing is, how do house. people? Okay, you have that ability. I wish I had that ability to get in contact with somebody that works at like Viacom or something to get a job. If you want to hunt and stuff like that, because the way I be on LinkedIn <laughs> looking for people emails and stuff like that, I'm like, why don't you do something like yeah, that? Yeah, if you're gonna be a stalker, like why don't you be like, you know, hey Jimmy Fallon, um, can I be your assistant again? Right setting. Don't do it in this home, but like come to him like. <laughs> star if you that big of a you know um stalker but i've been hearing it's been a strand of all these celebrity break-ins and yes, how but you know i think it's because sometimes they have so many different homes yeah that it's hard to try to figure out where they're going to be and that they're going to have tight security mm-hmm. on them all because that's going to cost a lot of money and yeah, people know you're going to be vulnerable so if you're not going to be there yeah. you, we can hit this house yeah so i think you know that's when you have too much yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's true. People were throwing shade at Kendrick Lamar for getting a really practical size home, and I, I feel like no matter how much money I get, my home can't be bigger than a certain size because one, me, it's more to clean and organize. I know that's okay, right. Yes, that's number yes. one. Number mm-hmm. two, um, I would always feel like someone was in my home with me. <laughs> and three, I like cozy spaces. I don't like big, cold, airy like. Spaces where I'm like, who Industrial. is where? What is you, you might change your mind as you uh, get a little bit older and you start filling that house up because that's why I moved because yeah. I just did not have, I had, I loved my house. It was a house that my family grew up in, mm-hmm. but I had another child and then I was pregnant with another one. I, t- I didn't start getting pregnant until after I left the school. The future. <laughs> See, the school of the future was oh. my birth control. As soon as I left there, boom, and there comes that now I have a seven year old. Oh my uh, God. He's so, funny. He's so cute. So cute. Pain in my butt. Uh, <laughs> he texted but, me all those emojis, and yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> I got emojis from Miss Mills, like hard eyes. Uh, because that like was a, my son. A bomb emoji. I'm like, Are everything okay? No, that was that was Deuce. And she goes, he gets under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> that was because he he thinks he's grown, um, and he likes to text his sister like poopy head and stuff like that. So yeah. kids are so funny. Oh, They're hilarious. 
But yeah, it's definitely been all these strands. Uh, but I know one thing: they better stay out of Rihanna's house because she... I want to know how do they find where they, like do like did he even know he was in Rihanna's house? Did he just go no, to like a? He knew. He I knew. I think he knew because hours. there are people out there that know. Yeah. And so you can't keep Who it a has secret. This information, give me. But even the article says, <laughs> even this article you says, you know how to paparazzi. I'm learning. <laughs> if you find somebody emailed that's high up, let me know. Yeah, like Mariah Carey, for example. I feel like I would be her perfect assistant. Or somebody at like Warner Brothers, because I got a script for him. <laughs> yeah, like do something powerful like that. But even in this article, they kind of mentioned like the hundred that Rihanna's block was on in Bev- like whatever part of California she's in. It was like the 7,800. I'm like, see, this, y'all should not be allowed to share any no. of that once a person reaches. I don't know what the threshold is where a person goes from regular nigga to... <laughs> but when they cross that threshold, you should not be able to share any of that stuff. I don't even but, like telling people where I work at. But see, that stuff is public information. So when you buy a house, it's yeah. public information oh, in the county. Damn. True. So all of that information is public. So they can share it because it's public. That's why we need you on the show. Because you, uh, you know, you are educated and an adult. You could just Yeah, you're a stuff. real adult. We, yeah. Yeah. we just... We just pretending. No, you guys are real adults. Because I was just where you were at your lovely age. Thanks. <laughs> no. Okay. Which age comes wisdom. <laughs> there we go. So um, millennials are causing the divorce rate to plummet. I like how that that you know headline sounds negative, but it's positive. Yeah. Like so, yeah. it's great. It's a 100% great thing. Um, It says millennials, you know, we get our blame for a lot of things. But now we're getting credit for driving America's divorce rate down by 18% from 2008 to 2016. I think that's pretty substantial. And I think it's going to like, well, I hope it'll continue to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great because I think one of the things that frustrates me with millennials, because I have one too, uh, (laughs) 25, 13, and 7, I'm everywhere, um, that... You guys take your time, and so you don't feel the urgency to have to always do something right away. Yeah. While in education, that frustrated me when you guys would leave and go off to college. Like, oh, I have time to think about what I'm going to do. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you need to go boom, boom, boom. But that was some of the things that were um, supported in my generation, Mm -hmm. because I'm like Generation X. Mm -hmm. And so, and I got that from my mom's generation, who's the baby boomers. And so, you know, you go in, you have this, do it in sequence, get it done, and then go on to the next thing. But your generation is like, no, we have time. Let's think about it. And so you're taking your time to figure out, "Mm, no, I don't need to go out and find anybody. You can be like Issa and go on a nice little hotation and just figure yourself out Mm -hmm. before you decide to commit to someone. And then when you do, you're like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. I've tried this than other and mm-hmm. like it definitely makes sense um also the study said that people under for- the age of 45 which includes you are not jumping the gun when it comes to being married opposed to baby boomers who married young divorced and married again yeah, um and did. i have such issues with my dad not about divorce actually my dad is 100 percent on board with take your time do not hop into yes yeah, he's taking his time <laughs> Let me tell you my he, dad, i'm about to push him into city my hall. dad been engaged for <laughs> that's their business that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> They've been engaged for it's their business. <laughs> okay? But he don't, so he like, take your time. Don't jump into anything because he's a commitment phobe. Like, you know. Yeah, sorry, you should Eric take your time. I sorry, rushed, Eric Men. Yeah, I rushed right. with my first marriage, and I shouldn't have. If we would have taken our time to figure out, we probably would have realized, you know what, this isn't a great fit. Because mm-hmm. we knew that we were great together as friends, mm-hmm. but we didn't really develop a stronger friendship bond, and that was the thing that was missing. Because when yeah. life happens, mm-hmm. you know, it it 
can alter things, children, Mm -hmm. finances, sex, all of those things are important. And you got to have those tough conversations in the beginning, because if you don't have them in the beginning, when you get ready to leave each other, you're going to have those conversations anyway. So you need to have those conversations and really be comfortable and know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, then you shouldn't get with someone. Please. (laughs) That is the truth. That's facts. But I I was going to say, most people that jump from person to person or like impulsive about like being in relationships are people who aren't comfortable with themselves mm-hmm. yeah because you should be they looking for themselves alone else yeah, yeah. exactly because like i think it's so weird that like because like me and iman are habitually single yeah <laughs> absolutely and so and because like with so because we jumped from because we did that like as soon as high school we went right to college mm-hmm. and we did not date in no. college but I did not I was like straight I'm like I'm not here it, to it date never felt I'm right. here it didn't feel, I'm like I'm here to take this class get my degree get this, this is what I'm here for and people thought I was weird because people was having all this relationship drama I'm like how do you have time I was right. working part time I was going to school full time I'm like and then when I um graduated I came here that's when I started dating because I was having a hard time finding a job. And I was like, uh. And like now I look back, I'm like, I don't like that. I'm somebody that I like, you know, doing stuff and like mm-hmm. casually. Because first of all, it was all jokes. Yeah. That I was like people that I was dating. And it takes sometimes some, just some reflection to be like, mm, what was I? Why and I was you know, I did date in college. I, I, did. I don't know how <laughs> I did it. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you can define what I did as dating. But I was like, listen, I'm going to have my fun. But you are not going to step over into my life. Like, at all. Because you're irresponsible and you're distracting me. Yeah. But as I'm getting older and I'm just kind of noticing the red flags, noticing where, like, I don't go to bars as much and yeah. how I'm meeting people, I'm getting better quality candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we don't work out, I don't feel like, jeez, you wasted my time completely. You're a bum. Like, it's, it's just different. But um, back to the divorce thing, because my mom is, like, separated. Um, and I think back, because I knew her marriage was a, a mess before it even <laughs> happened. Like, and I told her that. I was, like, in sixth grade, like, sis, you sure? <laughs> you know? But here's the thing. My mom thought that she was being responsible mm-hmm. for getting married. She mm-hmm. thought that being responsible... Getting married is the right thing to do. If you're going to be a real adult, a real woman, you're going to set an example for your family, you get married. Because that's what marriage meant for my grandma. It meant, like, you know, being a family person. So I don't fault baby boomers for getting married so quickly. And, other, like, even, like you said, that you felt that, too, because you thought it was the right thing to do yeah, for your family. Yeah, I felt that I needed to uh, redeem myself because I was a teen parent. Mm. So I felt like I needed to show that I can do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was one of the things that motivated me to get married was because yeah. I actually proposed to him. Mm. Oh wow! I felt like the same way. A lot of traditional thinkers are like push that agenda of getting married, even when you're not sure, just because of your circumstances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I had something to prove that I needed to show that to my my mother and my parents, even though my dad was no longer alive, Mm. but my stepfather was still alive Mm. when I got married. That I had to show them that you know what she turned out good. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I did okay, even though. No. Yeah, actually, you when you first said that, that was sex without a condom. I was going to say that was uh, motivational to hear that, that I would never imagine that Miss Neal was a teen parent. No. Like, um, oh, you know? Know? 
that? Cool, I, was, no. I said it all the time in the school. Yeah, because we had lots of teen moms. Yeah, no. and I also <laughs> want our listeners. I wasn't that. tuned you in. You did. I'm like, I wow. I don't know how you did that. I want our <laughs> listeners to hear that too, because I think we rag on people having like kids irresponsibly a lot. But at the end of the day, when you do have a child, when you bring a child into the world, your life is not over. You are not doomed. No. Nope. And at the end of the day, it can and happen. You can still be it successful. Can, you can still. Your life is not over, and your only identity is not just so and so's parent. Like, yes. That's just it. Yes. You have your own identity in this world. And back to redemption, my mom, she had three different kids by three different men. And she's a good girl. You know, she was raised this way, that way. I think when she got to that third child, it was like, I can't be that person having different baby dads. You know, it don't match with who I am. I got to mm-hmm. get married. I mean, Erica, look, Erica Badu do it and don't nobody say anything about her because yeah. she owns it. Mm-hmm. But when you are you feel like your actions aren't aligned with the person you want to be, I feel like some people can think that marriage will be that safety. Mm-hmm. Yes, some people do. And I did think that. And good it's people unfortunate because... I put that off on my spouse and he didn't even know it. And then yeah. later on it showed up in our relationship that, you know what? I really wasn't for this. Cause I right. know when we first started dating, he said to me one time, you know, you're my girlfriend. I was like, really? And the <laughs> fact that I was like that when we were dating, I was still like that, even though I proposed to him because mm-hmm. it was like a conversation. He was like, well, I would like someone to ask me. And I was a strong, independent black woman. So I said, well, then that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, and it was just me living up to this picture that I was portraying, but it mm-hmm. really wasn't who I was. Right. And, but so now I've realized who I am mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. And but now I'm happy. That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I'm and sure you were happy through it. Like it's yeah. not like every time was bad. It's just like it's no, just, yeah, no, it wasn't I'm, all bad, but yeah. it wasn't all good either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want people to know that it's never too late to like be happy. Like just it is not divorce is not the end of the world. All that stuff is not, not the end of the world. It's, an, it's just a close up of one chapter, so yep. you can open up a new one. Exactly. So no, that's mm-hmm. really great. <laughs> so that's um, on that. That's right. <laughs> Hi, boo boo. Ah, okay. <laughs> She got a new boo now, so she gave a shout out to our new boo. <laughs> okay, so um, across New York State, apparently, uh, mental health classes are being uh, ma- made mandatory for students K through 12. We definitely oh, need mental One of the first yes. states yeah. to do that, and I feel like New York, that. like need, that was a great state to pilot this, because mm-hmm. New York, obviously we got New York City, which is huge, but we mm-hmm. have all these other... Um, like in New York City, New York State just spans. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it'll truly, truly, truly give us uh, some good insights on the benefits of putting mental health in people's lives mm-hmm. because a lot of us, at this point, everybody got a mental health issue. You're not going to mm-hmm. tell me that. And that's yes. not, and yeah. people are like, oh, everybody depressed now? Yes, absolutely. Because well, and it's not you just, be. <laughs> but it's not just about depression either. It's about anxiety. You have fears. Um, I mean, just traumatized. Your, yes, your emotions is your mental state. Mm-hmm. So right. you have to sometimes discuss those and have someone help you figure out how to journey through those so mm-hmm. that way you're not in this constant state of confusion. Yeah. Because life is crazy. And you deal with yourself a lot more than yeah. you deal with others. People yes. don't understand how much you talk to yourself every day because even when you're talking to other people, you're still talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. You still got that, you know, storyline going in your head. You're mm-hmm. still thinking. And so many of us, so many of our parents have never been taught how to navigate through life, how to handle acute stress reaction, how to handle depression, when it's all, when you should seek help. Or 
or how to handle when you are demonstrating your frustration. Like, for instance, my daughter, uh, she's 13, and she gets a lot of her aggressions from me. Mm-hmm. And so when I, like, spaz out and I calm myself down, I say, Delia, when you feel this way, see how I just reacted? Mm-hmm. I needed to take a moment before I got there because mm-hmm. I knew that I was already feeling anxious. And mm-hmm. then when you did that and then your brother did that and then I couldn't find the sugar, <laughs> I went, I went off. Right. And so I really needed a break. So, mm-hmm. and it's being able to have those conversations. Yeah. Many times people have that they spaz out and then, you're like, well, there's no explanations. And they exactly. feel something. Yeah. Yes. And, but you need to talk through it and they yeah. need to know that it's okay. So when, Working with kids, if they have a day, like I will tell you guys, today is not the day. I will always <laughs> tell my kids, listen, I'm human just like you. Today yes. is not the day. That mm. means leave me alone. Yeah. Right. And I say it when I'm not feeling that way. So that way they can understand that, listen, I'm human just like you are. I have issues. I have emotions. I'm PMSing. Exactly. It gets bad. <laughs> and so I need you to understand that I'm not going to be who I am today. Right. And if you get on my nerves, you just might catch it. <laughs> so when I say today is not the day, that means give me a moment because... If I can say it, you can say it too. You exactly. can let me know that you know what today is not your day, and there and I will back off. Yeah, that's where it's good though, because so so often adults tell children, "You, I'm upset right now. Please stop." But kids can't say that back to adults. But they should be able yeah, to. Yeah, even yep. like I'm not a kid anymore. Sometimes I can't say that back to my parents. Like, yeah, yep. I'll tell them like. Listen, Dad, like, I'm very frustrated with you, and I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, the worst yep. thing ever. That's why me and my dad always, but, because he, because I think I, I get my temper from my dad. Same. And 100%. He, like, yeah, I get mine from my dad, too. When I, when I act like him, and <laughs> he gets offended. Exactly. And I'm like, but I'm act like, it's... The same thing you love about me. Because you are magnifying the things that he dislikes about himself or knows that these are the things about him. So when our children show the pieces of us that we don't like, it is a direct reflection of who we are. And it's hard for us to internalize that. And it takes time for you to be able to say to yourself, you know what? That's me. And I'm acting that way towards my kid because they're showing me a piece of me that I don't like. Yeah. So when my daughter procrastinates, she gets that holy from her dad. And he, he, it took some time for him to realize that he would get frustrated and holler at her, not because she was procrastinating, but because she was doing the same things that he does he don't that he do doesn't that. like, and he can't control it, and now he passed it on to her. And now mm-hmm. he's feeling his own internal things about, damn, I did this to her. It's and like I don't, help. Yes, and yeah. so it takes a moment for you to be able to realize how how can I work through that without putting off that negative aggression? Because that's what it is. You're deflecting. Yeah, because I never thought about Because, like, my dad, he loses stuff a lot. <laughs> I always oh, lose too. stuff. Same. Um, Forgetful. And, yep. And, like, because last night I come in, t- I was t- so tired. I come in, I'm like, did Mel come? And dad's like, yeah, he lost my mail. I was like, well, where is it? He <laughs> freaks He freaks out. He's like, what? Is the, well, your bank card isn't in the mail. And I'm like, I still want my mail. And I'm like, but the thing is, if I did that to you, you, lose your you would be yeah. freaking out. He lost my key, walking the dog. And... I'm you just like, look at them because you you know I think that makes them feel worse when you don't say anything because yeah. they know exactly what, what you're thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah. So mm. when I lose stuff, he like because I lost my septic key card and he had to pick me up, and he was mad about that. I'm like, but you lost my keys walking the dog. Yeah. Or my dad gets upset it's with me when I don't save because when he was younger he didn't save and he has had to work 
so much harder as an adult to get the things that he uh, wants. And yeah, he's so afraid because mm-hmm. me and him got crazy spending habits. Like I, <laughs> yep. if I see some shoes or some glasses, um, they're, they're, they're mine. Like, I mean, <laughs> so, and he know I get that from him because we both shoppers. We, sh- we like literally screenshot shoes to each other all day. But he's like, you know, I could see him sometimes being like, but please save. I'm telling you, if you just put this much money away every week, by the time you this age, that I could see that about me. Yeah. I'm a saver, and I'm glad I did because I got hurt last year, and I was out of work for the most of the year, and I had glad that I had savings because I wouldn't have been able to live. My kids still was able to have cable and cell phones, (laughs) and being able to have name brand treats in the house because I had savings now. I gotta put that back now because I I spent all of that because I wasn't getting but it was for emergency. But, but yeah. it was great. And you never know. And who said they say save for later? You never know. I have two herniated discs in my back. And some days oh, it's geez. bad. Like yeah. I could not walk. It was horrible. But if I didn't yeah, I save, we, we definitely start. Me and Sabrina, yeah, you never know when it's, it's going to happen. It's kicking in right now, Sabrina. and the savings have has kicked in. I'm in savings mode, but I'm also in shop mode, which is why I have two jobs because <laughs> I need to do both. You gotta have savings that you can actually get to, and savings that, that you, you cannot can. touch. Yep, I yep. just started yep. that. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know we're gonna skip this Nick Cannon story because we're running over time. Right now we're gonna go. <laughs> Who straight- cares about Illuminati anyway? <laughs> Because <laughs> this whole point was that the Illuminati ain't real, and y'all need to do the research on the real powerful people out here that you know, kind of are running things. Hello, yeah. I, I yeah. used to. I was drowned in the Illuminati. Yes, you studying uh, that when, when we were in high school. Eric, you used to irk the life but out of me. I with was the really. Illuminati stuff. Wow. Because you really <laughs> used to believe that it was like a secret society out here. Didn't you believe that like DMX was in it? Or was that my cousin? No, that wasn't me. I don't even know anything <laughs> about DMX that much. My bad. But, uh, no, yeah, because it was, it was when I was like trying to hold on to some type of religion as well. So right. that really sh- like shocked me, my system. So just trying to understand it like that, this type of thing could exist. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence, but it's, it's, it's like... Yeah, it's crazy, because some of the stuff do make... Because I used to go on... Because I, I like being scared. I like so, how we yeah, were going to yeah, talk about I, it, I, now this we is, are. This is no, Black yeah, Girl I drag, Brian. I, Welcome to Black Girl Brian. I, I dragged y'all back into it. I, I that was my to. part. That was my fault. I'm sorry. I used to go on this website called The Vigilant Citizen, and like he would compare like videos to like... A lot I hate of people si- like this. You're so damn smart, And the thing right? is, like you would look at it, you'd be like, oh shit, like this really do make sense. But I I used to go on it just to scare myself. Yeah, but I never but Illuminati. I never was into it because you like to be scared and scare yeah, people. Yeah, I do. I'm never going to any of those. <laughs> I was, I'm never. So you will not scare it me. Was scary. My daughter wants to go. I said, nope. I'm sorry. I'm old now. <laughs> it's very I'm, frightening. When I was younger, I would do it, but now I'm old. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it will give me a heart attack. Okay, so um, this week in a sunken place, we have uh, Pete Davidson, aka yeah. Ariana Grande's fiance or boyfriend, whoever the heck this guy is. I don't know if they are they truly engaged. They're, did they're he engaged. put a ring on it? I he think he did. did. He oh, okay, did. after like eleven days of knowing each other, they put a oh, ring wow. on. I, I just don't understand. That okay. was me with my ex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was quick. No judgment. But the thing is, I didn't have a ring. We just made it official after three days of knowing each other. That y'all were going to be together? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But not married. (laughs) No, 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 not married. I wouldn't let you do that. First of all, he couldn't afford it, so... Yeah, she was talking about getting an apartment together. Y'all was talking about getting an apartment oh together. Oh, my God, we was. I forgot. We could not afford that. What I was, was looking right about? at you the whole time. I'm, I'm going to let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. Because <laughs> I'm not going to allow it. <laughs> I don't know what I got to do. I would be paying for that thing. See, my and that's self. what friends are for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just was that's staring it. at it. I'm like, okay, cool. 
that's what's up. That's real nice that y'all looking around. Mm. But okay. Did you see that look she just gave? We wasn't even looking. Hold on, but she's been giving, <laughs> she's been giving that look forever. I just, that's the email look. Uh, <laughs> Stare over my glasses. Um, but, um. I know you don't have glasses. They're on. right here, actually. Look, her bifocals. These are my glasses. They look so um, Pete Davidson is just a jerk. Oh my gosh, uh, he's a comedian. He's on <laughs> SNL. Have you ever heard of him? The guy. Mm-hmm. He looks um, just he looks goofy. But uh, recently he sat down in an interview, um, and he tried to kind of provide more information about the situation that happened with Ariana Grande and the pastor at the funeral, but. He kind of was just like, oh, I mean, he didn't mean it. You know, neither one of us even noticed that he did it to after the show. I mean, he's a tall guy. She's a little girl. And here, if you really do believe that, and that's how Ariana feel, that's not really a problem. But just trying to water it down after everyone else has made... It's the first of all, it's not your body. Yeah, he's he, about it we like didn't, mm-hmm. he said we didn't notice. Um, if somebody grabbing my titty, I'm going to notice. And her face showed that she, know, that she knew it. Like, again, he's closer to her than I am. So. It looked like she tried to pull away, but... Yeah. He yeah. was pushed, but I, see, there's a lot of things because it was a moment. So I just say that, yeah, you didn't feel like breasts are kind of nice, squishy. Yeah, nice. And, and I know fine. she doesn't have a lot there, but you, you can, can still you feel should the notice difference. it more. Yeah, yeah. she you is can so feel bony. the difference between you know. Watch your the back hands. I'm sorry, if that. you're a man and you touch the woman, you need to go above well, and beyond. Sh- yeah, your sh- to watch on your, your shoulder. Because even if you place your hand on a certain part of a woman's back or around her waist, mm-hmm. it's just like you don't know that that's creepy by this point. Mm-hmm. You can't do the small of my back unless you're my boo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the small of my back. I every time um like a person puts their hand on small of my back, I think I'd be like, hmm. Like, I make a mm-hmm. noise. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's Only... not your spot. That's yeah, not your spot. That, Know your place. That elicits <laughs> something from me that's not appropriate towards you. So, like, <laughs> that's just, uh-uh. Do not touch the small of my back, like you said, unless you my boo. But, um, <laughs> and he also said that, um, He's, he said, I get it. I was joking. I was jerking off to her before I met her. I've been there. I've been in the other shoes. Who knew I was practicing this whole time? Okay? Practicing. Yes. And oh, then shoot. he goes and says that he was so proud of Bill Clinton for the way he was staring at her. Because, you know, when she was, like, singing in her little dress, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was about to read dress. Was, was ready to risk all, it all. I don't know why. Does his stuff even work anymore? Who? Bill Clinton. Listen, now there's Viagra for that. They need to take his. They (laughs) need to take his away. I feel like Hillary Clinton is like, can you just stop embarrassing me? Like, just can you just? He is so embarrassing. He is embarrassing me. But that's a man, and he looks like a ghost. He looks like a ghost. He aged quick. He did. It's like one year passed by, and it was like whoa, that's why I, I want people to stop him. saying that he black because he played a saxophone. I'm like, if he was, he would not look like that. I don't know why black people love Bill Clinton so much. Can you? Can I mean? Only because I think because uh, he was a president when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because he stood up for a lot of rights. Uh, for African Americans. I mean, when you look at the presidency, they have their good times and they have their bad times. And so he really focused on the middle class. Right. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Because I'm like, for as long... For as long as I remember, Bill Clinton was the first president I remember, you mm-hmm. know, when I was a kid. That yeah. was the first president I remember. And then after him, it was Bush, who everyone hated. <laughs> and then it was Obama, who people either loved from the most part, and I didn't realize some people hated until I got um, a little bit older. And now we have whoever whoever this troll we got now. And yeah, because Clint was the first president I voted for. Okay, see? Yeah. Uh, 
but like I, just that contrast in my life, I'm like, it seems like everyone in my life loved Bill Clinton. And that was the last time yeah. I remember and Obama people liking was him my like daughter's him. first president. Mine, that's, that's yeah. my Mine too. first president mm-hmm. too. The only thing I remember Bill yep. Clinton for is getting here and playing the saxophone. <laughs> so and like, just showing up in black spaces and being yeah. completely comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I was just like, I, I, that's Excuse all me? I got. I didn't know what what was the connection like him, but but yeah, he shouldn't have been looking at her like that. And Pete Davidson is a he. I get a it. Jackal. I get it. You're a comedian. <laughs> he is a jackal. I get it. You're a comedian. <laughs> he's not that funny because I think. Oh my god, this is the my biggest flaw. I think he's attractive, but you love not, boys who look sick though. I do love boys that look sick. <laughs> she love boys who look like they just or they have a type of okay. very I'm low iron. He <laughs> actually is. He has Crohn's disease. And, and, um, and I can see it, but yeah. um, he is not funny. I didn't think he was funny on Saturday Night Live because like. Um, he has like very dark humor, and his dad died in nine eleven. And he said that he being said that, dark like that is what got him through it. Yeah, because he said during the interview that so he doesn't like come fast when he's having sex with Ariana Grande. He thinks of his dad burning in the building. Okay, that's that's, a, that's hilarious. Wow. See, um, I wouldn't even. That's something you can keep to yourself. And I just I feel like I would hear that like it's gonna get back to Ariana, <laughs> and so yeah, like she's gonna be like, so you thinking about him right now? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope that was a joke. It, I'm it was. Sh- don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, know. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know what they I say? Really the jokes come from their lived experiences. Yeah, and so. also it's like once you get to the point where you realize that I can say whatever fuck I want and society's just gonna laugh. Why don't I tell the truth? Yeah, like, exactly. You know? And then there we go. There's your comedy. I don't even have to try that hard. But uh, another thing with him is that. Uh, you know, he does not, his comedy does not match Ariana's uh, feminist efforts, okay? It don't. She goes into interviews and she tells people, listen, a women can do this, don't objectify my body, don't, do, don't talk for me, don't do this. And then he's embarrassing her because it's like, this happens so often with women. We we can be so strong-minded with mm-hmm. our beliefs and stuff, and then we have a partner who is just the exact opposite. Yes, because I know y'all impose those beliefs onto them. But they don't no, even... Just, and no. They don't matter. <laughs> they you don't matter. They, don't, they go on live TV, not even joke with their friends like that. You on live TV joking like that. Oh, by the way, my ex-boyfriend just uh, overdosed too. So I'm already... I'm in a media frenzy as it is. Right. Yeah. And you just brought this more negative attention to me. Exactly, because dumb people are going to blame her. Because, like, I know me, like, I've been with guys who were, like, homophobic, and I would, like, try to It's hard. Yeah, and I would try to be, like, you know, because it didn't happen often, but when it happened, I was, like... Cringe. Yeah. And so I would try to, like, educate them or whatever, and Mm -hmm. they would be like, oh, yeah, I get it. Then we would have a good day, and then one day they play play fighting with their friends, and they say the F word, and I'm like... And then we looking at each other like, um, they like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, and yeah. They start kissing me, and I'm like, well, yeah. now I'm not mad. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. You feel like but you I'm, teach I'm them. definitely over that. I'm like, I cannot be with you if your views are just like, no. See, it just don't. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. So you have to be with someone that's going to respect how you feel, and yeah. that's what it is. Is you don't have to believe in everything that I feel, but you have to respect mm-hmm. how I feel. Right, because and also when how you feel is related to other people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm not saying respect how I feel. I'm saying re- respect these people who I know, who I'm friends with, who I don't know, and are just trying to navigate through life. Mm-hmm. I this is not about me. So you, so some, but it is about you though, because because you take offense to it, even though you you're not. But but 
you know, so. Yeah. But sometimes people, they try to like, especially men, I find that they know how I am. Like even my cousins and my brothers, so they won't say things around me, but they won't change their views. And I'm like, is it enough for you to just not be that way around me? Or no, it's for personally. Like, I need you to change your mind because I, I, I so you're sense change it. Everybody to think no, like if, you. It's har- <laughs> if, it's har- if it's harmful, if your mind, if, if your mind, yeah, if it's toxic, I have a hard time being around men who just do not respect oh, the members of the LGBTQ plus um, community, the queer community. Because oh. I feel like or other women, or like or, women, or women, because like uh, Pete Davidson, I feel like it's a reflection of their masculinity. Like you know, but it's also generational. It is very generational. Yeah. So, so and, it depends on like where they where they were and what was ingrained in them. Yeah, so, their yeah. parents. So like, yeah, go ahead. I'm and, sorry. And also, P. Davidson, like this was last year because this was you could tell in the reads this before he got his teeth fixed. <laughs> <laughs> he got the veneers. Yep, he got veneers. Um, and they huge because they but, don't make them in any other size. But yeah. go ahead. But he um said he called porn <laughs> he called porn stars horrible people or something like that, and I'm like. Okay, like I'm definitely not a fan of porn, uh, because the industry is just so you know fucked up. But he, um, <laughs> he said, Did it? Sorry, I guess I'm alone. Um, he said, uh, Dr. Arthur, like, uh, anyway, I have categories that I like. He, um, I was quiet. I'm I, like, go on. I'm pretty sure it's some ethical um, porn, but the kind, the, kind, the kind that he watches, the kind that Pete Davidson watches, I know it no. is not. It's some backdoor stuff that you got like, a special membership to get on yeah, with goats involved. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. was, he was saying, because um, he was like, oh, I didn't know women swallowed. I thought in real life, I thought that was just something that porn stars do with their horrible people. And I'm like, <laughs> Mm. horrible people I'm like so you want a bitch to do porn star stuff but not be a porn it's just uh, and was he talking uh, about Ariana Grande no, or his th- ex this is when he was with his ex That's when he was so with he's ex. yeah so this is just his history so I'm like Pete Davis Pete Davis is cancelled for me personally he's just seen and he disgusting. also said he wasn't in, into black women yeah and, and oh, the way okay. he the way he said it yeah. my thing is like if somebody asked me if I'm into white guys I would say I typically like to stick with my own race because they understand <laughs> me better Mm-hmm. But that's not going to... You think if... Not not the guy who played him, but if Thor himself landed in the middle of the studio, I'd be like, I'm not really in... Well, I used you to... fly I, me to whatever listen, planet if, you're from. <laughs> I, I used to always, even to this day, Marky Mark, Ooh! he could get it. <laughs> yes, your generation Marky Mark. Lo- loved... Mark Wahlberg. Not, not, yeah. mm-hmm. not Mark Wahlberg, but Mark, Mark. Mark. Yeah, that's because... <laughs> that's, that's, I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was seeing him. I, Ted, I love you. George Clooney. Like, it's a few. It's yeah. a few. So yeah, Even I, Matt Damon. Oh, no. Matt Damon Matt looks Damon, like he's wearing I, a mask to me. I always get him mixed up with Ben Affleck. He, he's the one that's okay, not Okay, he's ben Jason Bourne. He's Jason Bourne. Yes. Okay. There's another guy who looks just yeah. like Matt Damon, but with different hair color. Um, you you think it's somebody, because Matt Damon don't look like he has a mask on. Yes, he, he does to me. You think so? Oh, he looks okay, kind of well, melted to me. Okay, <laughs> but, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my little white boy fetish. <laughs> well, yeah, but the way they asked him, you like um, black girls? He was like, no. 
I was like, okay. It wasn't even it, a thought. It just kind of hurt, it stung a little bit, and I don't even like him. Because like I said, he looked like he is missing some some essential vitamins, <laughs> some nutrients. It's just <laughs> not the there thing for is, him. He got, you can like what you like. <laughs> My thing is, you got your teeth done, but you couldn't get your eyes light because it's black <laughs> around here. Like It's like, you know when you take your mascara off mm-hmm. and stuff? It's bl- he look like, black he look like Uncle yep. Fester. Yeah, he do. He, do. he mm. look like Uncle Fester. <laughs> All that money. Mm-hmm. All that money. Yes. For what? Get some concealer. But okay, um, that about ends it for uh, Tea Time. We're going to move on into Common Senses. And we we touched on this a little bit throughout the episode. We're going to talk about healthy ways to handle conflicts. Because at, at my big age, okay, I'm 26 <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's a big age for me. Because I, I just, <sighs> I still have issues with handling <sighs> conflict. And I can easily mm-hmm. see it going left. Okay. Like I was like I left the situation earlier this week where it it was one millisecond away from me like punching somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm I'm big enough to realize that, but I'm also big enough to be like, oh good for you, Iman, you walked away. Because if that would have happened while you were 18, you would have 100 percent inserted yourself in that conflict. Mm-hmm. It was something going on between my cousin and uh someone he knows who is just, oh my God. <laughs> someone he knows. Rule child the ghetto. You know, I don't know how to work with ghetto people. I really <laughs> don't. I don't know how to work with people who are just I'm talking about the hood rats. You gotta accept them for Practice, but you know, stay away practice. from me though. Yeah, See, and I guess I've been staying away from hood rats for so long. I've been trying my best to like just move around them because I know they don't have anything to lose. I know how they move. Um, I just try to take myself away. But when I'm confined to a space with a hood rat, I- I'm like, okay, it makes me want to go back to being a hood rat because I had a little bit of those ways. Girl, I'm from North Philly. I call you know? myself I'm bougie. I'm a little bit bougie, but a little bit ghetto. <laughs> exactly. I'm sophisticated ratchet too. Yeah, so bougie. like I get it. I think we all everybody in this room can relate to that because we all might be from the hood and we chose West Philly. Yes. Oh y'all yeah, West Philly. I'm a little North Philly dirty person. In here. <laughs> I grew I grew up in North Philly too. Oh yeah, Eric. Yeah. Okay, dirty. Dirty. So we know. Yeah. Anyway, West Philly hilltop. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, everybody yeah. in this room has made West a conscious Philly. decision. 61st Street. <laughs> y'all, you're not the best street Philly. dropping. <laughs> Ooh, oh, you got it. Are y'all about to put some gang signs up right now? West Philly no, was pretty I, nice when I moved to West Philly. I'm like, it was I don't sweet. really like West Philly. I just, I can't escape North Philly slash East. I just feel so uncomfortable every other. Yeah, place. you seem uncomfortable in North. Philly. I mean, West Philly. Yeah, I'm just so uncomfortable. I don't know where anything is. Um, but anyway, like we all selectively chose not to be hood rats because if we were all on autopilot, our paths would have led us straight there without you know even with us having like good parents the influence was saying go that way Mm -hmm. so when you come back and comment in contact with these people who you have you know them from your childhood and they bring you back how do you walk away well that's interesting because i i enjoy uh having conversations with individuals that i always grew up with but i respect where they are they made life choices mm-hmm. i don't believe that i'm better than them because no. i'm just as i'm just as average as they are i, I just I'm chose better than some people but <laughs> <laughs> not, just, not simply for that <laughs> i just chose a different path and so i respect them and they know that they can if if they need me and if i can do it i can do it but they also know that i have a hard line of no mm. like that's cool all right but no I can't do that. Right. And like recently, Sabria, you feel the same way. Someone made you drop your location earlier this year. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like, because I don't like, I I don't get 
what people get out of arguing on the internet. And I'm like, and if I know you, because I went to school with this girl, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know me, so I'm going to, I put, I tagged my location where I was, West Palton, <laughs> and I'm like, you can meet me at 40th and Market. Like, you know me, we mm-hmm. grew up together. You know the area, you went to school around here. You know the L, you yeah. know. Yeah, so you got a car, like, <laughs> She less. said on site. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I don't, I don't you like wanna say on the internet. You want to say on site, but something inside of me as a responsible adult should be like, mm, no, do mm-hmm. not go there because I talk about peace. I want to be a peaceful person. Because you have too much to lose. You have like, so when you get to a certain to place, you have too much to lose, and then you're like, this, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. No. So. And that's what happened with me recently. I felt myself, like, I felt my fist clenching. I'm like, all I got to do, I know how to insert myself. All I got to do is just say something. And what I'm going to say, the first thing I'm going to say is going to be so bad <laughs> that we're going to have to fight. <laughs> I'm going to have to fight a sister. I'm going to have to fight a mom. I know what this is. And I'm I mean, like, even at 43, I still have those moments when I'm like, you just, mm. Yeah. The old Aaliyah, the one whose uh, <laughs> whose theme music was fucking with D DMX. That's what's yeah. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friends know you don't want her. <laughs> you don't want that one. Yes. The new Aaliyah is like you know what? I have done too much. I've gone this far. I can't go back now. Right. Um. And but there are some times where the inner side, of, the inside of me, is like you know what. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to make that person come out. Yes. But it is it's a struggle and it's mm-hmm. hard because you have to fight yourself and you have to be sure that you are living up to what the society's expectations are. Yeah. Because you don't want to lose it's what so you easy. put, what you so put so much work into. Yeah. 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 The people I'm competing with nowadays don't have fighting as a uh, even a method a as one yeah. of their you know what I'm saying so That's I think so for us think we have the full range but <laughs> we can choose not to use it mm-hmm. and you know yeah <laughs> that's a pretty much uh, educated like black person is just trying not to fight somebody. Yeah, because somebody <laughs> tried me at my job and like I got so because like I'm some I know a lot of people do this when like you get so mad you cry and not yeah. because you like you sad it's just like you so angry and I had called Iman. Yeah, those, immer- those emotions are because, bursting out. Yeah. And the only tools that you've been given to manage conflicts are these two hands. Yeah, so or, <laughs> like at my, at my second job. Or uh, picking up something and throwing it. Yeah, oh. Exactly. Your shoe. Please. But I, like I was uh, <laughs> at my second job um, like if somebody tried me or whatever I could call security, get them kick out, kicked out no refund. And I'm like that makes me feel, I'm like I don't even gotta touch you. You tried me. You're out of here. My full-time job, um, well, I don't want to say it on air, but I'll say it after you. I work at, like, a luxury retail place. We work with a lot of, you know, rich, upscale people. Um, This lady, she didn't have her charge card for the store. So, and I was like, do you want me to look it up? I just need, and she was like, oh, it's my husband's card. Never mind. She comes back, wants me to do an exchange so she can buy the stuff on the card so her husband get the points. So I'm thinking she needs a temporary card. So I'm like, oh, what's the last six of your husband's social? And she's like, what is that for? I'm like, a temporary card. She, like, a to- like you know how toddlers are. She bends down and screams, no, in my face. And she's like, that's what I brought the card back for. And I was like, I'm sorry. Um... And I just like freaked out and I just like started putting her stuff away. And she's like, you're fine. I was so angry. I had to leave the sales floor. I went in the bathroom. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I called Iman. I was like crying because I was just so upset and I wanted to just like 
who, but my store is just like the customer. Yep, it is. And I'm like, (laughs) the customer is always right in my store. We're not even allowed to. But it's funny because my black coworker said, if you ever feel threatened, Go in the back there and tell you know tell them like I'll call you know security and you know and like I know people have different rules for security but that I'm, I'm I don't care what company I'm at that's gonna get worked in I'm sorry yeah, like I want to make I want to make you feel crazy and let you know that I will have you escorted out here you don't you have the right to shop and have a pleasant experience yeah. you don't have the right to yell at people you exactly yeah. and like I just felt because like this is a full time job which is and you're very new. hard yeah I'm yeah. new it's very hard to find I have like you know benefits about to come in and I'm just like I don't want to mess this up and I'm like that was just a moment she still bore I'm commission based so I'm like she yelled at me but uh-huh. I still got that sell yeah. so that's still gonna be on my check yeah. so I just looked at it that way. And I'm just like, you know, and I talk to, you know, my parents about it. And it's like, that makes her look crazy. And I'm sure she walked out of there hopefully feeling she like felt, a nutcase. Yeah, hopefully yeah, she felt. Yeah, because her daughter uh, was she with She probably her. didn't feel like anything. But Sabrina was saying the recovery, she was like, oh, thank you, you know, just feeling. Yeah, she was like, she was like, yeah, sorry about it. Like, she just was. And then her daughter was with her who was younger. And like, like people like um, our uh, age and younger are more like um inclined to check yeah, your parents to, yeah sensitive to like cause like if my dad gets impatient with somebody like a food service worker I'm like yo they doing their best mm-hmm. you know I tell my yeah. dad all the time you ain't missing no meals we can look mm-hmm. at you and see so just yeah. slow, slow it down <laughs> be so out. yeah that was really that was a trying trying like dealing with conflict and I just was like you know I was just thinking of the pros more than the cons I'm like you see a lot of a- companies now having more inclusion and diversity officers mm-hmm. because they need to be able to teach each other how to deal with individuals with different cultures Mm -hmm. because there's a difference in how individuals handle conflict. And then oftentimes uh, Caucasian individuals will look (laughs) at how we react as too aggressive. But it's it's not that we're aggressive. It's just how we internalize and how we demonstrate it. How they demonstrate things look crazy to us. Yeah, because so, I already felt on the edge because I'm like, this is a this is blonde here, yeah. white woman. I'm ringing up her stuff and I'm like doing the service for her, even Which though that's like, my I'm job. Fine, but uh, but it's yeah. already I already feel some sort of like wall there. And then she like yells at me. But the way I handled it, instead of getting aggressive, it's kind of like I like reverted back because I just was like so I had to get myself together and I was freaked out because I'm like I didn't think it was that deep it wasn't and it never will be <laughs> so yeah it really wasn't it really wasn't so it was an overreaction a retail yeah. sale. And she yeah, has something exactly. going on with her. Yeah. She need that New York um, mental health uh, K-12 yeah. program. Yeah, so when I guess when she, she saw... She a therapist. Mm-hmm. That yeah, so when she saw me like revert back and like sh- like shrink myself, she felt like, oh, shit, like what did I just do? Well, mm-hmm. I'm happy that registered. With yeah, because some people <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah. They just feel yeah, like I deserve to talk Because I was like, like peppy that. and I was like, because like she got, because we were, first of all, we were understaffed. It was a crazy day. I forgot. First, I didn't get to run the dress back to her because I'm like ringing up a cell. And then she comes over my register and like picks up the dress and just like run. And I'm like, when is it ever, you know, that serious? Yeah. It's not. It's not. I sometimes have to check myself because I get a little bit, you know, above my head. Oh, <laughs> I, the thing is, I'm a very just like snappy kind of like, I don't want to say confrontational person, but Sabrina knows me. If I if I believe that I deserve something and if I gave you all the things that I need to give you and you are not giving me what I need, oh, I'm gonna say something to you. And I don't care. I don't I just don't. And at that point I've realized 
I deserve to say something. <laughs> my family knows. They they kind of monitor me. Like, when we go out to eat, they will, like, I'll order something, and they'll say to the person, please, do not get her food wrong, because <laughs> if you bring it back, she's going to have a problem. Yeah. That's, please, that's no butter, no this, please, no ice in the water. They be like, just don't, just don't do it. If you do, <laughs> just... Just walk away. <laughs> but also sometimes like uh like you got people like you in customer service, but then you also got people in customer service that are literally coming in like, oh, me spending my money is doing me a personal favor. Like I'm spending my money and I'm getting your little attitude. So that that yeah, sends me. But we have for the most part we have great customers. Yeah, I've never had a bad um Yeah, yeah, that's just, but yeah, are. that's why I was cause I had to get myself together. I'm like, all right, think about the pros, think about the cons. I've had great clients, great customers that I've worked with so far, and it's, I've only been there for a month. And I'm like, these people are great, and that was one experience. Yeah. And like after that, dealing with people who have nasty attitudes has just been you're not going to outshine water off a duck's back. Like yeah. it just it's just mm-hmm. been like that. So I'm like, okay, I got through that one. I can get through all these other people. So that's how I think about conf- like sometimes you have to like react um like a delayed reaction yeah. just to like make yourself feel better about how you handled the situation yeah and if you did handle it wrong think about what you can do better because also working with kids have taught me a lot about working with conflicts because they'll come in with their bullshit some <laughs> dumb stuff mm. arguing like oh my gosh i think she talking about me this and that and i'm like <laughs> why do you care because, why do you care because of what erickson says you know those stages of development. Oh, that child, yeah. that child. That's yeah, their that's world. Their, that's mm-hmm. their world. And I like to. T- I would tell them like, you know, like I've been, like I've been where you are, and I'm like, who cares? It's the worst like, thing in the world to them. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And I would keep. I try to tell them like, this is not. You have a whole life to live. Like some, you might not be friends with these people. Like who cares what yeah, they you say? Need them y'all plus all 12 got other adults. Yeah, and y'all it. all got y'all parents. None of y'all are independent. Y'all barely can wipe y'all own ass. Like who cares? <laughs> who cares? That's and, funny. They're like, but I didn't wipe it today uh, yeah that's what so that helped that helped me a lot with dealing with conflict it's like with kids because you can't be like you can't you have to sit back and think yeah how are they seeing the world right now um so yeah we're big we're crazy over time but i did want to just touch on one thing really quick which is how do we um manage conflicts in our personal lives because handling conflicts with strangers to me the only challenge is not slapping you across your face yeah. um when i'm in my personal life the real challenge is saying it without like wondering okay how are we going to recover from me addressing this oh my and God. i am very uncomfortable with that because i have such great people in my life that like me and sabria we go through our friendship without having troubles like we just don't have that many troubles like the problems that we do have like we were arguing about something stupid like celebrity based or like an album mm-hmm. it'll get heated but we know that they ain't gonna make a break the friendship yeah. mm-hmm. but the first time we truly had an issue i was at a standstill i'm like i don't know what to do mm-hmm. i don't know how to address this i'm so afraid that if i say the wrong thing it'll be over but absolutely know that not saying anything will make it worse and mm-hmm. the same thing with like men when I really like someone and I don't know how to address it, I, I just, I freeze 
the intelligent person inside me knows you have to say something, mm. but I never know how to be completely honest. Because when I'm honest, I say exactly what I'm thinking. It's 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 over. I can put out a disclaimer because I do. I'm very kind of like Sheldon like. I things go over <laughs> like, from Big Bang Theory. Yes, I like things go over my head um, because like I'm constantly thinking in my processing. Like I'm thinking a million things. So you'll say something to me. I'll just I'm, I'm just thinking and I'll say just something to respond, mm-hmm. and it'll be the truth. But it's just a flat truth. It's cold, and and it's just like. Did you just say that? I'm like, well, why are you so? Uh, what I just you asked yeah. me and I told you, but yeah. I I have to take a moment and really think about how my response can be perceived to other people because I'm only thinking about myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's all right. in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also like a control freak, mm. so I had to monitor that. Like, and that was one of the demises of my marriage because I. Don't think about how I say things to people. And I just say, (laughs) you know, I love you. So you should know that not to take that to heart. Hello. And that I need to have control. That's just who I am. So deal with it. (laughs) I'm like looking in the mirror right now because I'm the same way. I feel like, all right, I said it cold because I thought this was honest hour. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I didn't know you were going to be so offended. Like, get over it. But again, (laughs) um, you do that so much, you hurt people's feelings. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And it's like the first time they hurt your feelings, you're like, damn, I've been making people feel like this. (laughs) Right? I don't like this. I don't think it's always a bad thing to hurt people's feelings. I think Um, you (laughs) should really be careful. You should should be. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I don't mean like. Not on purpose. Like, yeah, I don't mean like well, a surrounding love, like it somebody. On the situation, I mean like I friendships and other things. But Eric, you also accidentally hurt a lot of feelings. I feel like you could have done that. Yeah. Well, I, sometimes I do it on purpose. Sometimes what you do it on purpose? Well, sometimes because <laughs> if I feel like a, <laughs> if I feel like a person isn't thinking deeply enough, you like maybe I'll, I'll say it. something like tough love. To, yeah. Okay, I get that. All right. Because okay. like I feel the same. Because like. Well, after being in a relationship where I just didn't tell the truth and I feel like that got me nowhere, it's like with romantic mm. stuff like that, it's easier for me to tell the truth because I'm like, all right, they'll leave you if you don't tell yeah. the truth. So what I got to lose, like if, if you leave me and yeah. I tell the truth, at least I feel lighter because I told yeah. my truth. Because yeah. I... um. I had told, I was like, seeing this boy, we was like having great times. We was going out. Like, he was, I didn't have to pay for anything. (laughs) And like, one day he like confided in me and started talking about his ex-girlfriend. And I just like, that just caught me off guard. I'm like, what? Like, I thought we was like, like, why would you, am I like a rebound or something Mm -hmm. like that? And that really, and I was like. I didn't say anything in the moment. And then, like, I had, I was telling Iman, I was like, you know what? I don't care what he thinks. I need to say something. I need to get this off my chest, and that'll make me feel better. So I said something to him um, about it. And I was like, you know, that made me feel like some type of way. Like, I thought that was, you know, corny. Um, And then after that, I just, like, you know, let go of that idea of him. And, like, now I feel better. And recently, um, I told this boy that he was cute, but he's strange. And he blocked me. But I'm like, <laughs> at least I told the truth. I think you have to really think about, you, like, if you're going to be in a relationship, and it's, and, and I've learned things over over the years, but and I definitely learned a lot from my last relationship, and I'm not putting it forward in my new one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you have to be able to be honest, but have those conversations about how are you going to be honest. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. also... I never even thought about that. How do we be honest? How do you mm-hmm. be... How are you honest, and how can you, like, set 
the stage because I know, like, a thing about me is I'm very matter-of-fact. So if I say something, mm-hmm. I'm not always going to know that I offended you. Mm-hmm. So I don't need you to assume that I know because I might not know, mm-hmm. and I need you to tell me right away that that wasn't cool. Right. So that way I can rectify it mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I apologize and right. take take onus for what I did. Right. And then at the same time, you can't hold that against me because you know that is a weakness of mine. Exactly. Like, I know that this is... I'm working on I hate it. I people don't forgive I'm me trying, when I apologize. I'm trying to do better. But if you see small increments of progress, understand that that's me working. And give me a hand clap a little right, bit. Just, understand that I'm working <laughs> and I'm going to do the same thing for you. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things that I appreciate about my boo-boo is that <laughs> he, he allows me to still be who I am, uh-huh. make mistakes, and he won't hold it against me. Right. And the same thing for him. Because like, right. I can't change him. He is who he is. I am who other. I am. Yep. And so we, we've we learned that, you know, sometimes you just got to give people space, mm-hmm. too. Yep. And you got to let allow them to be able to live and then notice when things happen. And you're like, you know what? I really didn't appreciate when you did that. And then know when to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's not always in the moment. Have the conversation, though. Yeah, but have, have the conversation yeah. and then and then say, you know, I would prefer that you do this. If you're going to do that, like, don't hang up on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you might be angry with me, but don't hang up on me. I hate when people hang up on me. That makes me... That makes me insane. That, yeah. And then I'm going to come find you. Yeah. <laughs> because I know where you are. So then I'm going to come find you. And if you don't want you the altercation, you yeah. then don't, just say to me, I can't talk to you right now, D. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't talk. We need to stop this conversation. I reach that level a lot, too. And then I say, okay. All right. When are we going to? No, not right now. I say, mm-hmm. okay. All right. And then uh, I have to learn to, like, stop and say, okay. Yeah. So when someone does that, now once they say that, and I acknowledge it, and they hang up, that's not hanging up on me. Right. Right, because he said, I need to hang up. I'm at my point. Yeah, space. And I say, okay, and then he can hang up. That's not hanging up on me. That's not in mid-conversation. Right? <laughs> so that's me having to understand, well, D, you know, he didn't hang up. He told you he had to stop. Yeah, and, and he's allowed he wanted to, to keep going. Yeah, it's, he's allowed to stop, yeah. or he's allowed to say, or if we're face-to-face, I can't do this, and they're allowed to walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to give people the space to be able to be who they are. So you can handle that later, because it's not always going to be peaches and cream, all lovely, and mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be like that. They're ebbs and flows. Ooh, child. But it's practice. Mm. It's practice, and you got to know what you can handle and what you're willing to handle and what you're not. So... Because I know, like, we talked about we talked about porn, and there are, like, people out there who like, oh, I can't let my man go to a strip club. Well, if you can't, then that's not the man for you if they exactly. like to go to the strip club. Exactly. If you don't like porn and they like porn, then that's not the person for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you can't understand and respect what they like and what they want, then that's not for you. Exactly. Yeah. I think Stop people are, control somebody. I was yeah. going to say, I think people are afraid to find out that they're incompatible with some people. Yeah, exactly. Because so. then they realize they got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yep. Or so for me, I try to find a wall as soon like as soon as I can. If, I, if I'm pushing and there's no wall, then I feel like, all right, I can gain ground with that person. I can gain more understanding. Yeah. Right? And it's going to be better in the long run. And it does hurt mm-hmm. when you do find out, like, shit, I can't get over this. You yeah. can't get mm-hmm. over this. But so what? It's, like you said, better to find it out yep. now than or later. Or it's something that they're doing that you're you're afraid to find out that you like it. 
Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, you're afraid to find. I need an example. I need an example for that. No, you can't just. We're over time, but this is worth it. What's happening? Like, so you know how there are like women who are like, oh, I don't want you to go to the strip club, or oh, I don't want you to watch porn. I think that, but they're they're inside. They might kind of secretly want to watch it, and they're uh, going to be like, no, don't do it because that means it's going to be around. Right. And so they're afraid that that inner freak is going to come out. Let it out. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, like let, let the real. Like, where else you going to let it but out? That's I let out. Exactly. You, you need to let it out with the person that you're going to be with. Yeah. And that's so true. The freak is there. Facts. And the freak needs to live <laughs> and eat. Facts. And that's a good point because when... when I, <laughs> the dance. <laughs> when I was with my ex... Um, this is when I was like approved. This is before I had my rotation. So he like <laughs> told me like he like had a threesome before and he was with the and I was like I that was something that like in our relationship that I felt like I couldn't get over even though that was before me. Like oh. I felt like I just could not get over that. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, it's enough that you got a son that's almost old as me <laughs> and you don't really take care of him. Um, but I felt like that was just something I just could not get over. And I you felt like maybe you couldn't give it to him. Exactly. I'm like, damn. Well, I'm maybe they didn't enough. want it from you. Yeah, but he that's didn't. what you think automatically. Oh, you do a threesome once, you gotta do it. You gotta keep doing it for the rest well, of your I've life. I've heard and many stories that it just didn't turn out right. Yeah, it'd exactly. be a little awkward. Mm-hmm. But I thought I, that was something I couldn't get over, and I didn't want to. Like Eric said, I didn't want to admit myself that we weren't compatible in that moment. And if I did, things would have ended sooner. Mm-hmm. I felt. But now I'm definitely okay with, um, and I'm over that now. I'm like, if you're talking threesome, I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm so over that. But, um, but yeah, now I'm like, I feel like, okay, I can, you know, get over stuff and I can get over that. Like, I'm not compatible with this person. We know she over it because she over here, Miss Dominic Trace. Mm -hmm. I heard heard that last episode. I was like, what? She what? Skyping without an appointment? Okay. Now, what if somebody found out about that. your past exhibition? It's not a pa- I tell people. I tell people. And I she's over it now, so it's I'm, like, I'm I expect you to be over it. Yeah, I'm over it. And I t- if, if you don't like me and I do that, then you don't want to get money either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel. You scared to make money. I need money. the bread. Mm, listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, let let me know what you got going on with you. I'll try my best to help you help the freak feed the freak. But if I don't, <laughs> if it's something that I don't like and I'm not comfortable with, then you just ain't gonna get it from me. And you can decide. You have a right to be pleased. You mm-hmm. do. You have a right to be pleased. Different things please different people. But also, I need to be comfortable. So yeah, that's and that you on don't want to bring it up like in an argument. You like because you do this. Da, da, da. Yeah, no, no. Like, and that's what? another thing, especially with like you know if you date men, um, women who date men, you don't want to do that and like put that out in the forefront because like that vulnerable moment because I'm going to be real mad if you do that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I think that's like a deal breaker. If you bring up something that's like, why are you bringing that up? Are yeah. you crazy? Mm-hmm. Will you do it again? But um, wow. You know what? This was so worth it. Going on overtime for you. <laughs> you brought the niceness out of uh Eric who actually never cares when we go on overtime. I don't know why we make it like he's so... It's you. Yeah. I, I will talk I'm to a freak him. about... I'm Okay, I'm a freak about time. I don't know if anyone has ever... I don't tell, Working in television has made it worse for me because there was constantly clocks counting everywhere and I'm just... I'm obsessed with time. But... I okay. love the time that I spent with you guys you. today. Yes. Um, you gave us some wisdom, some fun. This is a conversation we've been waiting to have since we were in high school. So <laughs> Yes, and I'm, I'm so excited to grow up. I'm, I'm so excited up. to grow up. 
Like you're wearing a shirt right now that says somebody's fine ass mom. And I, that's yes. gonna be that's gonna be me. That's gonna be me. So um thanks again for coming, Dr. I wasn't Archer. sure if I was gonna wear this one or I'm rooting for everyone black. I was like, what do I wear? What do I wear? Oh, I like that because we love moms. We yes, love, we absolutely. We don't like it. We only love moms and babies. Yep. That's what <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, tell everyone again where they can find you on social media. So I'm on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Three Times a Charm, uh, soon to be on Instagram and um, Twitter with a nonprofit called Inclusive Services for All, which is, uh, and you guys shouted me out this summer. I was so happy that you did for the dinner in Blanc. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're supporting our hashtag help our forgotten children. Our target is to help um, individuals with disabilities and those in foster care. So I'm working with my board right now, trying to provide the supports we have in school supports, out of school supports, and communities. So our uh, website is under construction, but it's isfa-pa.com. So that's where you'll be able to find that. And so I'm really excited about this new journey. Yes, and let us know how we can support you. And if you uh, missed any of that information or you're having trouble finding it, just ask us. We, you know, I got a number. Yes. <laughs> I can find it out. Um, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Imam Matei and Sabria. Um, at Frankenfem underscore on Twitter, it is Frankenfem Eric, since you on the mic, you want to give you want to shout out your uh, shout out your stuff or no? Yeah, I'm just at True Indeed Music on Twitter. Yeah, yeah he, everywhere. We had to force him to get a Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so please follow Instagram. Me, comes it took us a long time for us to. Oh get my god, this was follow. such a great SOTF reunion. Yes, it was yes, so yes. good. Um, and remember to follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch yes. on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and hit us up on email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for coming. It was thank a great show. Thank you. Bye. Peace.